0: Welcome to How To Feel Better with me, Ruth Kudsey. How you feel better is an inside job and we're going to be delving into ways that you can enhance the way that you feel about yourself and lead a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm Ruth Kudsey, a master certified coach, best-selling author and coach trainer and I'm delighted to have you here. We've heard the saying, attack is the best form of defence. What about defence being the best form of attack? I am going to be delving in today talking about defence mechanisms and when we use them and how sometimes they can be really unhelpful in our relationships and how awareness as always is key. We're thinking in this podcast about how we can feel better. And sometimes we do things and we all do this and we actually sabotage ourselves. And ultimately, it comes from wanting to keep us safe. Your brain's job, your brain's overwhelming job is to keep you safe. Your brain's overwhelming job is to make sure that if there is a threat, if there is something that we perceive as being dangerous, that we therefore um, do everything that we can to avoid it and to protect ourselves. And of course it makes sense, doesn't it? You know? If human beings have evolved as they have evolved, you know, if we are safe, then we're likely to stay alive for longer. We're likely to evolve even more. So our unconscious actually acts in a way to keep us safe. And I'm gonna talk about defense mechanisms. They have evolved from Freud and psychodynamics and psychoanalytics. And they are really interesting things and you're gonna start to see them in your interactions now. What I'm doing is sharing this. I'm bringing awareness to you because ultimately all of us, me included, I'm definitely not perfect, I'm definitely very fallible and I'm definitely very human. We all sometimes behave in certain ways which actually are unhelpful. And defense mechanisms are there They're a way of protecting ourselves. They're a way of minimising some hard feelings, guilt, anxiety, regret. And therefore, they operate on a level to help us to avoid those feelings. And we know when we avoid negative feelings, they often come back and give us a big bite in a different way. So this is about you spotting these patterns And actually, as a coach, we often spot the patterns in our clients. We don't diagnose. We support them to think about more helpful ways to interact with others. We support them to think about how they can be different. So, our brain's job is to keep us safe. Our ego unconsciously protects us. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard, isn't it? Feeling that emotion of guilt, guilt and shame. They actually sit right at the base of our spine. Those are our kind of lowest frequency emotions. And we must all know, I mean, the amount of times that I have felt those emotions and really felt them to my core and known that at some level I'm responsible and they're hard things, aren't they? It's hard to feel. It's hard to process. It's hard to move forward from. So... Doing this is, it, it is tricky. But trust me, if we're feeling guilt and shame, even if they're suppressed, if we actually are able to work through it, we can change. So defense mechanisms. Well, I'm a PTSD survivor. I'm not sure if I have shared that on here, but I had pretty acute PTSD probably for about 15 years of my life. And it manifested in lots of different ways. Now, I did it because I was repressing some real unpleasant emotions and memories and thoughts from my conscious mind. Something happened that was so significant that I found it incredibly difficult to process. And therefore, you know, I was doing my best to repress. And what's interesting is when we go through traumatic periods, often. We don't remember, and we often don't remember because our brain also struggles to encode memories or can struggle to encode memories um, as well as decode them when we're in periods of high stress or trauma. So, when we repress things, it's like we don't remember. And, you know, often if people work with psychoanalysts or psychodynamic therapists, they may. Find some repressed memories, some things that they don't even remember doing by delving into the unconscious. Now, that isn't therapy and it's not something that I personally went for. I had a different type of support. However, you know, I know on a more kind of day to day way of looking at things, I know that I can't remember a lot about COVID. My memory is not great in that period. You know, despite having my you know, my rude smile and positivity, it was something that I was finding very, very hard. And I've spoken to lots of other people who've been in a similar situation. So what I would say here is that we may find that we repress things like that period as well. So repression can feel a bit like denial, but actually often when people are repressing things, it's like they can't even remember what happened. The ones that I see and one that I see so much online is something called projection. So when we project onto other people or situations, what we're doing is we are not accepting our thoughts, our motivations, our desires, and our feelings, and therefore we are attributing them to someone else. And I see this on a basic level with lots of coaches that I've worked with in the past who are brand new to coaching who... They'll say things to me like, I've got a discovery call and I don't think they're going to pay because I don't think they can afford it. Okay. How do you know? How do you know that these people can't afford it? They're making a presumption, aren't they? And they're projecting often their feelings of maybe not being able to afford things onto somebody else. But other things. You know, if we are feeling that we didn't behave well towards somebody, if maybe we're feeling that we were a bit unkind, we might project those feelings onto the other person and maybe call them unkind. And you know, So often we take our stuff and we put it onto someone else. And the more aware we are around this, the less it's likely to happen. But often I know for myself, I'm like, okay, Is this really about me or is it about them? And I would say nine times out of 10, it's about me. Nine times out of 10, it's about something that I haven't processed or something that I've been feeling or something that I'm ashamed of in my own behavior. And it's so much easier to give those things to somebody else rather than to process them ourselves. And this is where doing the work comes in, doesn't it? This is where we really think about Okay, what do we need in order to process this? And then there's also denial. Oh my gosh. I think about this quite often because I used to have somebody who worked with me many, many years ago. And if they had made a mistake, they just wouldn't say. So rather than saying, I'm really sorry, I've made a mistake, they would deny it. And they would go to such extremes to deny it. Even when there was overwhelming evidence it was true, actually, The denial was the problem. It wasn't the initial thing that they'd done. It was that kind of intricate layer upon layer of, for me, lies. Um, And actually on reflection, what I realised is it wasn't lies. Like that person, yes, they were not telling the truth, but they were doing so to protect themselves because they were fearing that they weren't good enough on some level. And therefore, you know, it was like they were being found out And that was really, really difficult for their ego, so they denied it. And we can all go into that, can't we? Oh my gosh, well, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna give an example. I don't know why I haven't you know, lost any weight this week, because I've been really super healthy. And then I'm like, actually Ruth, are you being honest with yourself? I'm like, mm, yeah. Maybe I haven't been 100% as healthy as I could have been. Maybe that's the reason. So, you know, it is often about ourselves reflecting, like, how true is that? How true are you being? Like, let's look at the information. Or we might rationalise. So we're giving logical reasons or apparent logical reasons about our behaviour. So the reason I did this is X, Y, and Z. And we can do this to find reasons for our behaviour or other people's behaviour. You yeah, we're protecting ourselves. Well, the reason I did that is because of X, Y, and Z. Rather than just say, actually, I made a mistake. I behaved in a way which I'm not proud of. And I'm really sorry about that. And it's, this is something that I publicly say. I also say privately to friends, to family, to people on my team, if I make a mistake. And guess what? everybody accepts that. I'm not making mistakes, you know, every second of every day, but I do make mistakes. But actually, rather than going, giving all these reasons, okay, all of these reasons why I did it and creating this narrative, it's about taking a step back. And do you know where I learned this? I learned this when I was training to be a head teacher. And one of the things that that organization, which used to be called Future Leaders and is now called Ambition School Leadership, they said, no excuses. And it really made me reflect on the amount of times in my life I make these excuses, but I make these elaborate excuses where actually there are no excuses. I made a mistake. I'm human. I got something wrong. And it's really interesting that when we shift from having to explain, when we shift from doing our best to keep these unconscious feelings at bay, we improve our relationships. We improve as a leader. We feel happier because yes, we do feel those feelings of guilt and shame and all of the rest of them. Maybe our self-confidence is dented. Maybe we are open to criticism. However, we can move past it. So, you know, those are the ones that I see a lot. Projection, some repression, denial, rationalization. And it's really interesting to observe when you're doing things, to observe, you know, when somebody comes to you. And I mean, honestly, we've all had this, haven't we? Where someone's like, you know, maybe we know that we've done something wrong. And someone says to us, hey Ruth, how are you doing? And we're like, I'm fine okay, <laughs> what made you react in that way? Or we come off up with a, a whole load of reasons why something hasn't been done. Do you know what? I realised that I had a diamond on my team recently because she just said to me, she sent me a message and she went, Ruth, I've made a mistake and this is what I'm going to do to solve it. I've made a mistake. And I was like, you are a superstar. Because for me, and for my brain as well, if somebody says to me, I've made a mistake, I'm like, okay, let's sort it out. But if somebody goes through this whole illusion and this defence mechanism, and actually when I'm not feeling at my at my most compassionate, I find it really annoying. And that is about me doing the work. I'm not a finished, you know, masterpiece. I appreciate that that's probably about my ego and all of these other things and the other things that I've got going on, especially when I'm under stress. But actually that, okay, right. I understand that sometimes I get things wrong. I'm fallible and I'm open and I'm authentic and I'm vulnerable. And because of that, I can take off the masks. I can take off those defense mechanisms and I can be me. And I can realise that it's safe to be me. And that is the interesting part. It being safe. And psychological safety is so key here. Creating spaces. and I haven't always created spaces that are psychologically safe. You know, that takes skill. It takes time. It takes having the right people there takes lots of different things. But when we do create spaces that are psychologically safe, we reduce the need for people to go into those defense mechanisms. So I'm going to leave you with that today. Some reflections on maybe where you are showing these behaviors. And also some thoughts about how you can create spaces where it's okay for people to feel emotions that maybe aren't always positive but also where there isn't that judgment and that starts with you being okay with getting things wrong that starts with you accepting those feelings of guilt and shame and all of those other things that it it can be a lot nicer to want to give away and that is where the real work is and that is the kind of thing that you do with a therapist or with a coach I'd love to know what you've taken away from this take care I hope that you've got some practical things that you can take away so that you can feel better. If you have enjoyed this episode or if you've got any feedback at all for me, hop on over to Insta, find me at Ruth Kidsey and drop me a message. I will be delighted to talk to you. Take care.